Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I discuss geocaching and my adventures with it. Hello, everybody. It is December, and here in the Northern Hemisphere, it is winter. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you are getting to experience summer. Uh, some places have more severe winters than others, of course, and some have my older ones. But I thought we'd spend this episode talking about winter caching since we all do experience some sort of winter at some point in time. So just because it's winter out and it may be cold out, it doesn't mean you have to stop caching. There are some things to keep in mind though, uh, such as winter safety. Much like summer caching, you need to make sure you have on proper clothes, you need to stay hydrated. It is still possible to get a sunburn and let's not forget about windburn this time of year. And it's also important to let somebody know where you're headed when you're out caching because you never know when you might hit a patch of ice and fall and hurt yourself or you hit ice on a road and you end up in a ditch. Also make sure you do not try to cross frozen bodies of water, lakes, ponds, rivers, or creeks unless you are absolutely certain it is frozen thick. If you are up in northern Canada, chances are you get a pretty good freeze and those bodies of water are pretty frozen. But if you're here in the Midwest, down in Missouri, it's not always that thick of ice. So wherever you're at, if there's ice, be careful. And you may still wanna wear sunglasses because the sun will reflect and glare off of that snow if there is any out. So keep that in mind when you're out there caching. And you may also want to bring some sort of hand broom or maybe a small garden shovel to help you dig out the snow. <laughs> if you're in an area that gets a decent amount of snow, you may be digging for those caches. And if you do not have the right gloves on, your hands are gonna get wet. So keep that in mind. There's some other gear you need to keep in mind too. Uh, if pens are too cold, the ink isn't gonna write in most cases. So pencils or possibly markers. Uh, Keep in mind waterproof boots. Snow boots are probably a good thing to have. Maybe some thick, heavy socks to keep those toes warm. If you're in an area that gets lots of heavy snow, you may need snowshoes or walking poles to help you get through the thicker snow. Uh, keep in mind the cold zaps power faster, so you may need extra batteries for GPS or a portable charger for your phone. And you may want to keep a waterproof sack for your phone just in case you don't want to accidentally drop it in the snow. A lot of phones are water resistant, marketed as waterproof, but let's face it, not everything is waterproof, although they have gotten a lot better these days. So here's some tips that may help you in your area in the winter. Uh, granted, these may not apply to everybody just because if you are in a fairly tropical climate, then you're not going to get much for winter. But for the rest of us, keep in mind, um, check to see if it has been found since the last snowfall. If you've had snow for a while and the container has not been found, it may be harder to find under a bunch of snow. Camouflage containers are more than likely going to stick out. You don't have a lot of green in the winter in most areas. 
So keep that in mind, especially if you do have snow on the ground, something green may stick out for you. Some cashers tend to use fake moss or fake leaves to camouflage their containers, and in the winter that's going to stick out too. If you're out there caching, you might find that somebody's been out there ahead of you, and you may see some tracks in the snow. Those could lead you straight to the cache, but keep in mind, I have heard that some cachers will create fake tracks and have fake trails and leave a red herring for you. So I'd say you probably got a 50-50 shot if it's actual real tracks going to the cache or if it is a red herring fake trail. So keep that in mind. Another benefit to cold weather caching is a lot of people are not out at the parks if it's cold and snowy. Well, they could might be out at the park sled riding. But in a lot of areas, if the weather is cold and nasty, they're not going to be out. So those high muggle area caches might be easier to snag this time of year. So if you're like me, you don't like the cold, I'll admit I am a big old baby about being cold. I'd rather stay inside in the winter. If you don't want to go out in the cold, here's a couple ideas to keep you involved in geocaching. Plan your next geocache hide for when the weather's nice again. You could try solving some puzzle caches. You can solve the puzzles and then save the finds for when the weather's nice again. You can spend some time creating some swag. You can do some research on geocaching by reading up on uh, geocaching.com blog post. Uh, there's various geocaching blogs and video blogs and podcasts, all kinds of YouTube videos, all kinds of ways to get more information on geocaching. So keep that in mind. Uh, you can also make a list of caches you want to hit in the springtime or plan a trip for the following summer. You can organize your displays of path tags or geocoins or your swag that you found. There's also a board game called Cash Me If You Can and a card game as well. So you could get those and play caching that way. A little fun different twist on it. And I will have links to those in the show notes if you're interested in checking those out. If you do check them out, let me know. I'd love to hear about them. And keep a lookout in the next couple of months there will be a podcast with DPH Games, the developer of Cash Me If You Can board game and card game. So keep a watch out for that one. So I thought for this episode it would be fun to reach out to some other geocachers in the geocaching community and get some winter tips from them as well. So first up we have fellow geocacher and fellow podcaster, Where Is It Now? Uh, host of the Where Is It Now geocaching podcast, which is one of those podcasts that you can check out this winter if you don't feel like going outside and caching. This is Where Is It Now from Joplin, Missouri. When I'm caching in the wintertime, I do like to carry some extra tools of the trade. And a couple of things are I like to have some thick leather gloves and something I can dig in the snow with. It's no fun to have uh, kind of soft cloth gloves in the wintertime because your hands will just get frozen if you're digging in the snow. Also, when I'm placing caches, I try to be mindful, no matter what time of year I'm caching, that uh, I, I'm preparing for this cache to be found 
all year long. So for instance, if I'm hiding something in the middle of winter, I have to remember that this area may be neck deep in thorns by the middle of summer. And if I'm hiding something in summer down low, it may be underground or under snow when winter comes. So it's good to kind of be aware of, of those things. I do like winter caching. I don't like cold, but I don't like bugs. So I guess it's a great trade-off. That's some great advice for both winter caching and hiding caches during the winter time. Thank you to Where Is It Now for sharing that with us. And if you're interested in checking out that podcast, I will have a link to it in the show notes. So next up, we have a winter tip from Janji, who is a geocaching blogger. That's one of the many geocaching blogs out there that you can check out this winter and read up on. She's got some great articles out there for you to check out if you want to stay indoors this winter, or even if you are outside caching, check it out and see what she has on there. Hi, this is Janji. If I had to give you one winter caching tip, it would be to use hand warmers, like the dollar kind you can find at gas stations or maybe at Walmart, and use that when you're out geocaching with your phone. Because I've been out and my battery dies really quickly if my phone gets cold. So you keep your phone in your pocket with a hand warmer if you're out walking around in the cold and it'll save you a trip to the car. Have fun out there. I've used hot hands in the past for myself before, but I'd never thought about using it for my cell phone battery. So that is a great little hack there. Thank you, Janji, for sharing that with us. And I will have a link to her blog in the show notes if you want to check that out. Next up, we've got advice from Cash Canada. Hello there. It's London Westie from Cash Canada. You can find us on YouTube by just typing in Cash Canada. And we have a winter tip for you. Be prepared and go in layers. It's going to get quite cold out there in the snow and make sure you've got an extra set of mittens, maybe even an extra set of socks and boots. And always check to see if the cache is winter friendly. That's that little snowflake. And if there's a cross through it, that means it's probably buried under the snow and there's no way to uh, find that cache. So just look for the ones that are above the snow line. That's your clue for winter caching from Cache Canada. Thank you, Cache Canada, for that tip. I don't think I would have ever thought about checking that winter attribute, and that's a great thing to keep in mind if you are hiding caches during the winter as well. Um, make sure, if it is winter-friendly, that you add that attribute to your cache, and check out Cache Canada's YouTube page for some fun videos there. Next, I have some winter advice from Lee Katz, who is the curator of the Peoria, Illinois area Hidden History series. Let's see what he has to say. Every cacher deals with winter, whether it's the snowy kind or if you're on the other side of the globe, you're having a warm spell. But as far as where I cache in the United States, we deal with snow and sometimes pretty cold temperatures. So in that case, besides the bundling up and, you know, using gloves and a hat, 
uh, one thing you should always do is leave preparations in your car for the possibility of getting stranded either in a snowbank or uh, flying off the road going to or from a cache because caching you need to be safe but getting to and from the cache you have to be equally safe cash on thank you lee for that advice not only is that great caching advice for winter that's just great general traveling advice for winter so also keep that in mind especially if you're traveling long distances this winter over the holidays or whenever uh, stay safe out there everybody and check out the hidden history series of peoria it's a very neat series Lee is going to be on with us in January to discuss that series. So make sure you tune in for that. And there will be a link in the show notes to the series Facebook page if you want to check that out. If you're not in the Peoria area, maybe that is a trip you could plan for the coming spring or summer is to go up there and check that out. Uh, Some pretty cool history that Lee has uncovered there. And last, but certainly not least, we have fellow geocacher and another fellow podcaster as well, Net88, with her winter caching advice. Hi, I'm Net88, a geocacher from Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. And if you're ever geocaching in winter in Queensland, I highly recommend uh, for you to go out and do all the mountain climbs then, because it's just too hot in any other season to go and climb our mountains. All of our mountains are a considerable height, uh, nowhere near as high as New Zealand's or the Alps or anywhere like that. But most of the hikes do have kind of two to three hours of solid hiking to them. And it's also when the majority of our venomous snakes are asleep or hibernating or resting. So it's not as dangerous to do. So I think that the majority of geocaches in uh, Queensland do generally go out west a little bit more or go down to the mountains because it's really the most bearable time. Um, go camping. It's, it's quite cold at night, but at least it's bearable during the day. Um, and yeah, in Queensland, at least we don't have to ever worry about geocaches being under snow. Um, I've got many, many friends that have never seen snow uh, in winter. In Brisbane, where I'm from, the winter temperatures fluctuate between 51 and 69 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's always quite a nice temperature. Uh, It doesn't ever really get too cold. So I highly recommend coming over to Queensland and going geocaching in winter. You won't get heat stroke. You won't have as many snakes, and it's quite an enjoyable time. Thank you, Net88, for sharing your winter tip with us. And for all those not familiar with Queensland, Australia, their winter is the Northern Hemisphere summer. So if you want to go caching in their winter, that would be our June-July, which if you're in some of the areas here in the United States, it is pretty dang hot. So that might be a great time to go visit Queensland and cash during their mild winters. 
And not only is her advice great advice for Queensland, but also for really any area. If you've got some pretty strenuous hikes or don't really want to deal with snakes and stuff, wait until you have those more mild temperatures in your area, whether that's fall or spring to where the hikes are easier or those don't have so many potentially unwanted critters out there caching with you. And don't forget to check out the Geocaching with Net88 and Friends Geocaching podcast, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes for you to check out. Warning, this part of the show contains spoilers for the cache that is about to be discussed. The cache was called The Drive Shaft Man. Cache ID gc 2 5 gth Difficulty rating 1.5 to rain rating 1.5. The description read, The cache is on private property. Permission granted by owner. You can park at Patty Leader Store parking lot about 15 feet from cache. Bring your own pen. Hint, it's in the cache name. So this geocache uh, I found with my son. And we actually found this on the way to southern Missouri for actually a memorial service for my husband's uncle. We were headed down there and he said, why don't you bring your geocaching bag and maybe we can get some geocaches on the way. I said, well, I'll bring it with me, but I'm more concerned about getting there for the service versus geocaching. So we were headed down there and we got quite a ways and had to stop to get gas and my husband said pull up your geocaching app and see what's in the area which I thought was kind of odd because usually I'm asking him to take me geocaching he wanted me to go geocaching this time so I pulled it up and I looked and right near the gas station where we happened to stop was a geocache called the drive shaft man it was a pretty neat place. Uh, The cache itself was just a little film container, but where it was hidden at was actually a sculpture and it was holding a drive shaft and it was kind of fitting because um, Carl, Uncle Carl, who we were going to the service for, he was a really big car guy. He loved cars. He loved talking about cars. So it kind of, it was just sort of fitting that we were on a, our way to celebrate his life and we found a geocache that was related to cars. And my only regret is that we weren't able to tell Carl about it. But you know what? He may have been to the area before and seen it. I hope he did. I think he would have liked it. So I found this cache with my son and I have asked him to talk about it with me. So here is him. Do you remember this geocache that we found? Yeah. What do you remember about it? Um, I remember it, it was a robot made of It looked like pipe. a robot, yeah. It was called Drive Shaft Man. Do you know why? Because he, cause he made out of a pot and he have a face looks like it. <laughs> kind of. So that bar that he's holding? Yeah. That's actually a drive shaft off a car. Wow. What do you remember from the weather that day? I mean, it was super cool and it was kind of rainy. Yeah, it was kind of rainy and it was cold. That's why you bundled up in your coat when I took the picture, huh? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the little geocache was? 
Oh, uh, no. <laughs> it was a little film can behind the head. Remember that? Yeah. And we took it out and we signed it while Daddy waited in the car, didn't we? Yeah. Did you have fun finding that geocache? Yeah. Yeah. What did you like about it? Um, I liked it looked like a robot. Yeah. That was pretty cool that it looked like a robot, yeah. wasn't it? A big thanks again to Where Is It Now, Caching Canada, Janji, Lee Cats, and Net88 for providing us with their winter caching tips. Don't forget to check out all their different stuff. There'll be links in the show notes as well as a link to the cache highlight and links to check out the Cash Me If You Can board game and card game, as well as a photo of Drive Shaft Man if you're interested in that. Thank you for listening. And whatever the weather is, wherever you're caching at, please stay safe. You've been listening to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Geocache Adventures Facebook page. And if you know any other geocachers that may like this podcast, please share it with them. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Do you have a topic you'd like to hear discussed? Do you have a geocache adventure you would like to share for the cache highlight? Would you like to be a guest on the show? Reach out to me at geocache.adventures.podcast at gmail.com or on the contact page at geocacheadventures.org. You can also check out Geocache Adventures merchandise by visiting the store page at geocacheadventures.org. You can also sign up for the Geocache Adventures newsletter by going to geocacheadventures.org and going to the newsletter page and signing up there. The monthly newsletter will include a list of upcoming podcast episodes as well as behind the episode tidbits and other content as well. Thank you for listening and I hope you've enjoyed the show.